0: to express that verbally. You have to choose to sing. You have to choose to shout. You have to choose to clap. You have to choose to engage and not be a spectator. And I just want to remind you this morning that worship is not a spectator sport or experience. So choose to engage with the Lord this morning. Let me encourage you and invite you to make that choice, to embrace it, and to bring yourself wholeheartedly into the presence of the living God this morning. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. We're expectant by faith. Lord, we trust that you're here to fulfill your promise that whenever we gather, you would be with us. We trust, Lord, that you have great plans in mind for us this morning, that there are things that you want to accomplish, things that you want to say to us, things that you want to do in our lives. So God, make us receptive. Help us to be fully engaged, fully receptive, fully prepared, Lord, for all that you have in store for us this morning. We're so grateful, Lord, for all that you've done. We're grateful, Lord, for how you've brought us together as the body of Christ, brought us into community, into relationship with you, and a relationship with other believers followers of Jesus. We're thankful, Lord, for how we find strength and encouragement in coming together as the body of Christ. Let it be. Let it be done this morning, Lord, that you that each one of us would, would leave encouraged, strengthened in our faith, renewed by the Holy Spirit, empowered. We welcome you, Lord. Come and meet with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: You make a way when I cannot see you are my strength, though my heart is weak. You won't let go You take my place On this battlefield You go before You're my sword and shield I'm not alone You fight for me You always have You always have my vision in your hands, in your hands, the God of heaven is my defense. No weapon force will get to me, the enemy underneath your feet, my God, my hope. for me. You fight for me. You always have, you always have my victory. It's in your hands, in your hands. The God voices hallelujah hallelujah god above it all hallelujah god unshakable hallelujah you have done great things Jacob, oh, hallelujah, you have done great things, you've done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave, you free every captive, break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great things, we dance in your freedom. Amen. Unshakeable, hallelujah, you have done great things. Hallelujah, God, above it all, hallelujah, God, unshakable, hallelujah, you have done great things. Joys all the earth rejoice he wraps himself in light and darkness tries to hide and trembles at his voice, and trembles at his voice. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great. God? Sing with me how great is our God Oh, we'll sing how great, how great is our God How great is our God How great is our God Sing with me how great is our God Oh see sí. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Sing, how great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God.
0: Time together. Just focus your thoughts right now on the Lord Jesus Christ, on who he is and what he's done for you. Let's exalt him with all that's in us.
2: Christ Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior's love so he is Lord Lord of all
0: what a great gift it is Lord what a great gift you've given us reconciliation with God forgiveness for our sins the hope of eternal life, and resurrection from the dead, the fullness and presence of your spirit within us. And so much more, Lord, you've given us truth to live by in your word. You've given us all the, the fruit of your spirit's presence in our lives. Lord, I pray that you would encourage each one of us this morning to press in, to go deeper. Lord Jesus, that your spirit would prompt us, even compel us, Lord, to a deeper walk with you, deeper faith, greater maturity, greater Christ-likeness. Lord, we hold before you the desire, the desire that your spirit would continue to transform us more and more into the likeness of Jesus according to the promise of your word. We know, Lord, that you're committed to doing that. God, we pray that that we would be as committed to it as you are and that we would be willing to submit every part of who we are to the work of transformation by your spirit. God, use our time together this morning for your purposes. I pray that you would give us ears to hear what you're saying, Lord. Specifically, Lord, as we press in on this theme of hearing God speak, help us, Lord, to listen up, to listen well. Give us ears to hear what you're saying, eyes to see what you're doing in the world around us so that we can step into those things where you're at work and partner with you. Lord, we're especially thankful this morning for 18 years of the life of CCV, this congregation. Thankful, Lord, for 18 years of your faithfulness, of your goodness, of your grace of your provision, of your guidance. I'm thankful, Lord, for all the people that you've gathered to this congregation, many of whom have gone on now to other places around the nation, around the world even. I think of the many, Lord, who've come and been with us for a season, and then you've taken them on to another place and um, just given us an opportunity, Lord, as a as a local fellowship to to touch many lives and to have an impact during a season. I pray that you would continue, Lord, over the next 18 or 20 years to increase our fruitfulness, to increase our impact on the greater Lansing community, to increase the number of people touched and changed, Lord, through their connection with this church. I pray that you would continue, Lord, to make us a light... In the darkness, that you would continue to empower us with your spirit, that you would continue to use each one of us personally and all of us together to speak for you, to represent you well. Lord, I think of the theme that we've settled on for this year from 2 Corinthians 4 that we believe, therefore we speak. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to give us opportunities to speak for you and see it land. See those words of encouragement. See those words of testimony land to bring change to others. Thank you. Thank you for your goodness, your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. All right. Well, don't get too comfortable. We're going to have you stand and greet one another in just a few moments. But before we do that, uh, a couple quick things. I want to welcome you if you're visiting this morning. And uh, if you're here as a guest or visitor, we have a special gift for you. Um, It's a visitor gift bag. Those are available both at the back of the worship center and in the cafe uh, at our welcome station. Love to encourage you to pick one of those up. Um, It'll provide you with some more information about CCV, uh, some some good stuff that we hope you'll enjoy, including a CD of some Vineyard music, and perhaps most importantly, there's a connection card uh, clipped to the outside of those gift bags, and we'd love to invite you to take a moment to fill that out. Uh, If you're looking for a new church home, or you want to connect with us, or there's any way we can serve you uh, and uh, follow up on your visit, we'd love to encourage you to take a moment to fill that out. And leave it with us. There's a basket at the connection station where you can leave those cards on your way out this morning. So welcome. Thank you for coming this morning. And uh, as I mentioned in my prayer just a moment ago, um, we are celebrating 18 years of uh, our life together as a local congregation. Um, it was roughly, not exactly on this you know, day, but roughly 18 years ago in October of 2001 uh, that we had our first public worship gathering as a local church Uh, so good stuff God's been faithful and uh, I'm so pleased that we're still we're still around we're still alive and kicking right Um, still I I trust still uh, touching and changing lives by God's grace at work among us so um, with that let me bless our kids we want to send them off uh, for kids church this morning uh, 12 and under and um, then we're gonna take a moment to greet one another before we press into God's word this morning okay so Lord thank you so much for our children Uh, We bless them as we send them off. And in Jesus' name, Lord, we pray that your spirit would be at work in each classroom with each one of our children, Lord, as they participate in kids' church this morning. God, that you would speak to them, that you would use this time to grow them in faith and in character. And Lord, that your blessing and your anointing would rest upon those who work with our kids. Thank you, Lord, so much for their sacrifice, for their, their servanthood, for their willingness to speak into the lives of our children. We bless them. And we pray that you would bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, why don't you stand and take a few moments to greet one another. Enjoy each other's company. Say hi, say shalom. The peace of God be with you. The wellness of God be with you. Let's encourage each other. All right. Hey, find your way back to your... All right. Well, my friends, uh, let me remind you, before we dig into the Word uh, this morning, we have a special guest uh, that's going to share the message with us today, and I'll introduce him in just a moment. But before we get to that, uh, let me remind you of the theme um, that we've been pressing in together uh, on over the course of this year, 2019. Um, I prayed into it a moment ago. Uh, it's the theme of, of speaking on God's behalf, right? And it's taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, where Paul uh, says, I believe, therefore I speak. I believe, therefore I speak. Simple concept, and yet it's an it's an incredible challenge sometimes for us, right? Uh, we all struggle with the, the courage, the boldness to speak up on God's behalf when those opportunities cross our paths. Sometimes we think people don't want to hear about it, or sometimes we think, you know, we assume that we're going to get a negative response instead of a positive response. Uh, maybe they're going to uh, judge us or Or feel judged by us. There's all sorts of reasons that we come up with in our minds uh, that sometimes prevent us from speaking on God's behalf. And so the challenge that we've been thinking about, talking about, pressing into together is um, working on preparing ourselves to speak up on God's behalf more and more consistently. And to that end, um, each week over the course of the year we've had someone come and share a God story or a testimony and uh, some folks have shared more than one uh, and others have yet to share, so I just want to encourage you. Uh, we still got a few months left, and uh, if there's a story to tell, uh, if God's done something good in your life, let me encourage you and invite you to be preparing to share it with others. And one way that you can do that is by practicing here on Sunday morning as we come together and worship. So this morning, um, Brad uh, Mitchell's going to come and share a little story with us. Uh, he emailed me this week and um, said, hey, I think I got something to share. I said, fantastic, let's do it. So Brad, come on up and tell us what the Lord's given you to share with us.
3: Thank you. So I hope this won't be too mundane. Give me just a second here. Um, I've got to just change the setting here on my phone. Um, so I've got it set for vibrate because I don't like being annoyed during the service. And, uh, but I've got to change it because I lent my phone to Kim because he left his phone at home. And uh, he needs to make sure if he gets called, I get called um, so that I can convey that. So it's on ring now. Um, uh, hold on a second. I've got a message here, too. Can I tell you that I really hate this phone? I, Becky knows I hate this phone. Carrie knows I hate this phone. Um, there's a Galaxy Store message here, the World Series Championship Okay. All right. There we go. It's all clear now. So for the last four months and especially this morning, um, God's been um, just kind of sharing with me a little bit about listen up. So for 32 years, I have carried a beeper or a cell phone pretty much 24-7 so that someone can always get in touch with me and get a message to me. And I expect that I should get that and that I can get in touch with somebody. Um, Since I got this phone that I hate so much, it beeps and buzzes for the most inane things like a Galaxy Store app update. And somebody's going to help me get the settings right. Carrie tried. My son, John, tried to help me get the settings right. But they're still not right. And so sometimes I just have to turn it to, so I don't get any signal at all, so I don't get any of the messages. And then that's bad because then, you know, people are frustrated with me because I didn't get the message that I was supposed to get. And so, um, you know, along with this story, my wife got the same phone. She lost her phone. She now carries, can you hold up your phone for us, Becky? For those of you who have lived through the generations, this is what my wife carries. Everybody, everybody, re- remember T nine, where you punch the numbers and it like fills in the, the the word for you. It guesses. That's what texting with her has been about. Because the phone doesn't even ring. So I don't know when I send her a message if she's going to get it. If I add an emoji, she doesn't get it. Um, she may not. So and you know, I just send a message and hope that eventually she gets it. Um, I tried to get a hold of my dad last week um, my dad has moved into a senior uh, living apartment um, he forgets to put his phone on the charger so i can 't get in touch with him because I just it just goes to voicemail day after day after day trying to get in touch with him and so this morning I woke up and I was thinking about uh, emails that i haven't gotten and I texted Kevin with my phone because it does does work for for texting it works pretty well. So I texted him that I had something to share because I was thinking about the emails that I was sending to somebody about really important stuff at work and they're just being ignored. So the bottom line is, listen up. God wants to speak with us. He wants to communicate with us. He doesn't want our phones to be turned off. He has a message that's really important that he wants to share with us and for us to share with others and so often we've got our settings all wrong. We're getting distracted by the nonsense, the app update, the food preparation. Martha, Martha, why are you worrying about such unimportant things? Mary has picked the important things, the really good things. And we need to really listen up.
0: Thank you. Good word, thank you. Somebody call him and make sure it doesn't ring. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> thank you, Brad. Good word. Good word. Well, um, It's my delight uh, this morning to introduce to you a a good friend and brother, um, Matt Rogers. Uh, Matt was uh, formerly stationed here in East Lansing, working with InterVarsity at Michigan State, and uh, still works with InterVarsity, but now in a regional capacity, traveling around the Midwest uh, to different uh, universities and college campuses, um, working with staff, mentoring staff, coordinating prayer and evangelism on campuses all around the Midwest. Um, He has a a really fantastic uh, opportunity to influence not only many students themselves, but the leaders of those students. And so uh, I'm really thrilled to welcome Matt back uh, to share with us this morning. He was part of our congregation when he lived here in East Lansing, and um, it's been really fun to see Some of those vineyard values and uh, practices that were instilled in Matt way back when uh, continue to bear good fruit in his ministry over the years and uh, just so appreciate his heart for the Lord and his heart for people. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy hearing a little update about Matt's ministry within a varsity, uh, but also some things that, that the Lord has laid on his heart that I think are a relevant word for us. So let's listen up and give Matt and the Lord our full attention this morning. Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you so much for for Matt, for this dear brother, and uh, his faithful service over the years. Thank you, Lord, for his heart, for you, and for people. Thank you, Lord, for his desire to hear your your spirit speak and then to walk in obedience. Uh, Thank you for his heart for prayer, for evangelism, uh, for the lost, for discipleship and equipping, leadership, uh, development, all the things, Lord, that you've placed in Matt that are being put to good use as he ministers to students and student leaders all around the Midwest. Thank you so much, Lord, for, uh, for who he is as a man of God, a brother in Christ, and a friend to many of us uh, through his time here in, in East Lansing. So we bless him this morning, God. We're eager to hear what he has to share with us, and we pray indeed that you would help us to listen up and give us ears to hear what you want to say through Matt this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Thank you, Pastor Kevin. Oh, can you hear me okay? Awesome. You know, this is a picture of my family. And, you know, I just want to, you know, name that, you know, like coming back is such a, a joy. You know, that it was, you know, from 2005 to 2012 that I was a part of this congregation and it's here that I learned how to hear the Holy Spirit's voice. I, I became saved at college, um, and then after college, I came on staff within a varsity. but really like learning to discern God's voice and operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit it's because I was here that that I, I got that uh, that development and so also just you know like as I was preparing today, just uh, the the challenge of you know like some of you I've known for fourteen years, and some of you don't know me at all and so how do I share an update when you know about my family and about the ministry when some of you like have walked with me you know you you knew when I first you know started dating Kim and now we have two kids uh, to some of you are like i am seeing you for the first time today and so just the just naming that that's that's a hard uh, uh, challenge to do well and I'm asking for the Holy Spirit to help me to do that and so I am going to be sharing a little bit about family updates, a little bit about ministry update, I'm going to share a little bit of scripture, um, some uh, revival stories, um, and I'll tell you why I'm sharing that, and then some challenge, some challenge for all of us uh, to be praying for revival. So, um, kind of a lot there, but look, they have the time right there, and I can see my slides, so I'm going to be, you know, make sure we, we, you know, keep this ball, keep this train going, okay? Okay. Uh, <laughs> So uh, you can go to the next slide. My, my kids, uh, I have a three-and-a-half-year-old now and a 14-month-old. And so Jaron on the left there, uh, he loves superheroes, okay? And we get to have some great discussions about, you know, as he's learning about superheroes, is this person bad? Is this person good? And like, oh... Well, actually, you know, most people are a mixture, right? You know, we get to have some deep conversation about how, uh, you know, like, you know, we're this mixed Lack. Sometimes we do good and sometimes we do bad. Uh, and so we're not really 100% one or the other. And he loves to have the, the villains become good, okay? This is one thing that we, that, like, like Thanos, you know, is, is joining the superheroes. And if you don't know who Thanos is, you can look it up later on, but, okay? But uh, he loves to make the superheroes turn good, and I really like that. Uh, Nathan, uh, my 14-month, is so <laughs> different than Jaren, uh, and, you know, like, Nathan has always known an older brother who's uh, hugging him, uh, wrestling with him, you know, giving him a hug, and then taking the toy from him. Uh, that's how he takes the toys away. Let me give you a hug and kiss and take that toy right away from you. Um, but Nathan, not, he, loves, he loves birds. I'm a bird watcher, and so, Nathan enjoys birds, and so uh, we we as we figured this. I mean, I tried to get Jaron to enjoy birds, but superheroes won out. So I'm really working hard on Nathan to keep the birds. We have some more pictures of birds in our house, and uh, when when he like he he likes like naming them, and he loves owls. And so uh, we were on a walk the other day, and we heard a chickadee, and he they, we he he knows what a chickadee is, but he's never seen one outside. He's only seen pictures of them, and like. Like I'm listening for this chickadee and holding Nathan, and he's like listening as well and looking for it. And he's like, I mean, it takes us a good like five minutes to actually see it. But when he finally sees it, he's just like, he gets this big grin on his face. He saw it; it was really special. Um, And Kim is still doing really well at, at Bowling Green State University. That's why we left. You know, after Kim got her PhD here and was in grad school a really, really long time. We, we needed her to, to, to empower her. And, uh, you know, she's finding favor at, at um, the university. You know, when there was a, uh, a crisis, uh, a, a student passed away in her department, um, and there was a memorial service. You know, um, as, as these people from the university shared, you know, it was just honestly so shallow and hollow. Uh, and then Kim, you know, was able to share, and she spoke hope. She was able to share about the hope she has in Jesus. Um, it just an awesome opportunity that for her to live out her faith um, in a, in a way that you know, like I, I wouldn't have been able to share, you know, in that setting, um, but Kim was. A little bit on family, you can go to the next slide. So I'm I'm here in Lansing because you know I have three aspects of my job. I get to go to campus and, and champion prayer and, and outreach, and I get to do conferences, uh, and so. Uh, Yesterday I was at the Michigan uh, Statewide Conference in East Lansing. I don't have a picture of it because I was just there yesterday. So this is a picture of some of the students I work with. Uh, So this kind of just gives you a picture of some of the students I work with. Uh, But yesterday uh, we had 400 students from across the Lower Peninsula of Michigan uh, come together. And, um, you know, two kind of glimpses of, of God moving. And so we had a prayer room, and, uh, you know, we had a lot of students come to the prayer room. I, I would I would say, like, it was, it was the biggest prayer room that we've had, and, and the students filled it up. And so um, I got to, you know, I'm, I'm praying with students, and I'm praying with this guy, and, you know, he's, he's telling me about this uh, addiction, and I say, you know, well, why don't you ask the Lord what um, he what wants you to do about that? And so he listens, and he tells me, yeah, I need accountability, and, he, and he's a leader, you know, like, he's a leader, he, I know he can hear God's voice, uh, he's practiced that regularly, I, I need, uh, I need accountability, I need to be real, and I need to delete social media, and so, um, I say, okay, well, I want you to write that down, okay, so write that down, we pray about some other things, and then at the end, I'm like, you know, um, getting ready to go, I'm like, are you, you know, like, you, you had heard, you know, you, that God was inviting you to delete those things, are you ready to do that, and, I wasn't sure what he'd say. I, I prayed, and you know, I, I get to pray regularly with students, and you know, sometimes it's like, no, I'm not ready, or I'll do that tomorrow. I'm just like, you know, you know right, 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 right. But he, he got out his phone. Snapchat, delete. YouTube, delete. Facebook, delete. He de- deleted them. And I just, like, like the power of listening, of, of hearing God's voice and obeying right then. And he just felt such freedom, like he knew that that was what God was calling him to do, so he could focus on other things. And so, um, yeah, that was just a really special moment to see this this student, um, yeah, obey, you know, and, and trust that God's plan for him it really is best. Um, another uh, image of yesterday. So, you know, there's 400 students in this room, and uh, you know, we, we always you know we make calls to faith, you know, we invite people, uh, students to follow Jesus. And we had 10 prayer ministers along the wall. And uh, you know, I think we were we were praying for you know 10 to 20 students to to say yes to following Jesus for the first time. Um and uh 40-50 students said yes. Like like they 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 came like like so many came over that like we couldn't pray for all of them. So uh so so a bunch of us came over and uh you know like got to pray. So that was just and I think that happened because we have really upped our game in relying on the Holy Spirit. We had a couple seminars yesterday. And this this is, you know, InterVarsity is interdenominational. That means we have Catholics, Baptists, Presbyterians, you know, Charismatics, the whole gamut, okay? And, and you know that, that, that you know, if you go to the different churches, we do things a little differently. Uh, and yet, we come together on campus because we believe that all of us want to see students come to know Jesus and follow Jesus. And as we've become more open to uh, operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that's what we get to see. That's what we get to see. Uh, Instead of uh, seeing, you know, 10 students come to faith, we got to see 40, 50 students come to faith. Uh, And so that was just a glimpse of um, what God's been doing on campus. Um, So I, I, I just briefly mentioned campus visits if I have time i 'll tell you a couple more campus visits story. I told you about the conferences that I get to do you know last week. I was in East Ohio next weekend i 'll be in West Virginia. October is conferences. every state does a fall conference and i 'm working in three and a half states. Um, so the last aspect just to mention is that I get to mentor the staff um, and so these are the the, the you know, when I came here, I was a staff at Michigan State. I was a campus minister, young, crazy, naive, you know, uh, you know, and uh, uh, now I get to mentor those, you know, uh, you know, young 20s, early 20s, uh, you know, uh, college grads who want to see, you know, God move on campus. And so that's a real privilege. Uh, and because now there, you know, we've had a, a huge leadership transition, and now, m- many of the people that i've mentored are now above me in leadership and uh they are the area directors and so it's kind of a it's fun to see that god has taken that and and we've become more prayerful and so i just give god all the glory for that the next slide um so uh one of the things that we love to do on campus is manuscript bible study and that's probably too small for you to see. But if you were going to, you know, come to University Bible Study, you would have a piece of paper with the scripture printed out, and you'd be given a bunch of colored pencils, and you'd say, hey, look for repetition. Look for contrast. Uh, you know, what questions do you have? And you'd be given some time just to kind of color up your sheet of paper. And so we're going to do just a mini, mini, mini one right here. Uh, so the mini, mini, mini is if you were, if you were doing this in Ephesians, and let me read this to you, uh, Ephesians 2, 4 through 10. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our trans- transgressions. It is by grace you've been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show his incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. For it's by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Amen. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared us in advance to do. I love it. Amen. Just to read in the word. Amen. Uh, so there's a ton here uh, that I am not going to unpack today. Uh, but I would, as you, if you were doing a manuscript of this, you would be like, Okay, I see Jesus Christ, repetition, you know, you might put a triangle around that for the Trinity. Every time you see God, you put a little triangle for the Trinity. Uh, and the other thing that you would see as you were, like, highlighting this, did you catch it? What's what's one of the big words that we re- re- repeated in it? Grace. Next slide. Grace, grace, grace. Right? So, this is the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul, speaking to us to make sure we know why we are saved, right, and how we are saved by grace, grace alone. Uh, just in case you didn't get it, I'm going to repeat it in the next sentence. Oh, just in case you didn't get it, really, really, really clearly. Next sentence: Grace, grace alone. Okay. Um, and so, I think this is like I start with this uh, because they're like, we're talking about praying for revival. Why did you pick this passage, Matt? Well, I'm going to I'm going to challenge you pretty uh, strongly in you know a little bit here and if if i if i do that without this framing we can think that we're earning god's love right we're not earning god's love like god loves you he couldn't love you more he he loves you to the max and so there's nothing that you can do to make god love you more there's nothing you can do to make god love you less he just loves you and so it's because of that it's because of of that that we can be challenged to what, next slide. Why are we... For we are God's handiwork. God created us to do good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. So I'm going to challenge us in doing good works. But, like, you have, it has to be framed in God's love. So I'm just going to pray right now that you would know that you are loved by God and you are saved by grace. And there's nothing you can do to change that. <laughs> so Jesus, 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 only you... Uh, can help everyone here know that they are saved by grace and grace alone, that they are loved, that, there's, that, that, that they don't have to earn your love, they don't have to strive for your love, that they are loved. I just pray that you would help them right now to know, not just with their mind, but with their heart, to know that they are deeply loved. <sighs> Take a deep breath into your nose out through your mouth you are saved by grace you don't have to earn it you are loved (sighs) isn't that good that is good that is good news that is good news um so yeah and god has created us to do good works which he's prepared in advance for us to do and that's even good news like god knows the good things that he's inviting us to because he's outside of time and space uh, so he has already prepared us to do good things. So, next slide. Next slide, I'm skipping that slide. <laughs> uh, so, one of the things that I get to do is, I, 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 was, I said, hey Matt, we want you to teach on praying for revival. And so, the previous slide, which I, I, don't, really, I, I don't really like, um, you can go back to it. And you, when you go back to the previous slide, I want you to pretend this is a rowboat versus a sailboat. Like, if I had to, you know, like, you know, like, prep this again, I'd, I'd have a picture of a rowboat versus a sailboat. And this, this is what this graph is going to show, rowboat versus sailboat. So you're like, what is he talking about? He jumped already. Okay, hear me out. So, right, we're interdenominational. And so, like, for the last 10 years, we've seen significant growth, both in the numbers and in evangelism. But... Our staff would tell you it's been like rowing a boat across the lake, okay, a really big lake. We row, we row, we work really hard, we row, we row, we row, and it's it's burned out a lot of our staff. Um, and we haven't um, rested well, we haven't given thanks to God, we've uh, been burning out. Um, and so uh, a picture of a sailboat, right, is, a, it's a you know, like a sailboat, the wind is really, you no, know, I mean it, it takes skill to like you know like to to hold the sail to catch the to to catch the wind to move the sailboat across, um, but that skill is listening to the Holy Spirit, right? And so it's a lot easier to get across a really big lake by a sailboat, right? But it's not direct, right? And you have to have that that skill of listening to the Holy Spirit, so the so that the Holy Spirit is. Moving the sail across, and sometimes it doesn't look like you're going across. Late because you're going this way and then you're going that way. If you know anything about sailing, um, you can look it up. I can't tell you a sailing story right now, anyways. Uh, but it's it's a lot more work. If you ever tried rowing, to row, row, row. Okay. So they they are like you know like we've seen God do good stuff, but we've been really rowing hard, and we really in the next kind of season, we know that we need to be better. Uh, at listening to the holy spirit and in fact on a national letter level like we have a new president and as they were kind of seeking out about like what what does it look like to kind of like you know our mission hasn't changed share jesus on campus but what what does this next season look like and it's longing for revival okay that's the first phrase longing for revival and so now you can go to the next slide Pretend like you saw some boats. Okay, now it's in the next slide. So they asked me to teach on, uh, well, not teach like like how do we pray for revival, right? So revival. I've never experienced revival. Okay, I've seen God do good things, but let me tell you a little bit, a couple of stories about revival that maybe you maybe you've heard, maybe you haven't heard of the early nineteenth century. So in nineteen oh four, in in Wales, okay, there was this coal miner, one of 12 kids, and he had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, and he felt like he wanted to start a prayer meeting at uh, at night after working in the coal mines all day and invite his friends to that, okay? And uh, long story short here, uh, like, the Holy Spirit showed up, and this prayer meeting, you know, like, it kind of focused on giving God worship, confession, um, and it started going, like like, way into the night, and more and more people come, and so they needed to go to bigger places, and it started to spread. And like, end of this, over 100,000 converts, over 100,000 converts come to trust in Jesus. It so changes the Welsh community that in the coal mines, they had, they had mules that, that, you know, helped them. The, mule, the, 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 the people in the coal mines had been so transformed that the mules wouldn't listen to them anymore, Okay? Because the mules only listened to the Welsh kind of cuss words uh, that they used to make the mules do what they were supposed to do. And the people were so changed that they didn't use that language anymore and the mules wouldn't obey. And so they had to retrain all of the mules, okay? That's community transformation on this revival, okay? What would that look like today, okay? The Azusa Street Revival, which some of you have heard about, you know, 1906 LA okay uh, William Seymour you know you know had one eye uh, you know preached that God was that Jesus was returning at any moment and repent and speak in tongues and God used this revival to start people would say like the Pentecostal movement which is the fastest growing church in the world today okay and then you know 1907 this Korean revival, Man, like the Koreans were under uh, Japanese occupation and they were oppressed, and they still had this intense caste system. And there was this um, kind of men's meeting, and one of one, a high caste came forward and confessed um, that that he hated the person that planned the meeting. Okay, so so like there's this like like and you just didn't confess, right? He confesses it, and there's this huge breakout of like people confessing, and the, the 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 high caste confessing. There was this guy that confessed that he had stolen a bunch of money from a widow, and he was a high caste. And is that is what broke down the caste system in Korea? Was this major revival that happened, and the largest church in the world was in Korea because of this, you know. Uh, and they sent out missionaries all over the place. You know, they would say, I, I, "I think the number was over a million converts." Okay, so that's just like like we haven't experienced that. You know, we've seen God do good stuff, and so I want to pause before I, I share two more stories about revival, and like. Here's the challenge. This is the challenge that I'm facing as I lead, as I walk in this, and I lead others in praying for this. What does it look like to be thankful for whatever God does in that moment, and yet yearn for more? Okay, that that that's you got to navigate that. So sometimes uh, people, you know, like there's there's the, fr- the there's the verse about you know godliness with contentment is great gain, and what sometimes that used is used for like. Don't ask God for big things or don't, you know, don't yearn for revival. Like, be content. But if you look at the context of that passage, uh, it's it's primarily contentment about material things, okay? Um, And, you know, like, Jesus, you know, is clear in his word that he wishes none should perish and all should come to him. He wants, God wants everyone to turn to him. So if everyone has not turned to him yet, there's this desire for us to yearn for more and to pray for more so how do we be content with the things that we see god do and yearn for more and i don't know the answer to that so i'm going to tell pastor kevin is going to answer that question you know you know next week no you know whatever you can ask him afterwards how to walk that line so i don't know uh but i just want to name that that's attention right that's attention right we need to be thankful and content with with when we see one person turn to know turn to Jesus, and hunger for more. So, Jesus, would you help my friends walk that out and figure that out? Uh, so, okay, next slide. So these are two two revivals that um, I think can give us some clarity on like what what might be our next step. So. Boxing, uh, so that's that's the guy on the right here. Okay, he uh, grew up in India, uh, had a Hindu background. When he went away to college, he kind of became an atheist. You know, he at one point burned the Bible. He uh, you know, just had no, just wanted to kind of live the party life. Okay, and uh, when he went to grad school, he went to grad school in Canada, and he was befriended by uh, this Canadian couple, the Haywards. I think it's John and agnes um it's hayward but i can't rem- i think it's john agnes i'm not looking at my notes right now so they befriended him and they invited them but he needed a place to live and so they invited him to live with him and every night at dinner they would have dinner together and they would read the bible they gave him a bible they prayed for him they showed god's love to him uh he you know became curious he started going to church with them and he ended up uh trusting in jesus Okay. Um, and this was nineteen twenty seven that he trusted in Jesus. Okay. So he then goes back to India. He had wrote his family a letter that said he became a Christian. And when he when they show up at the airport, they're like, you know, Bach, we are not happy that you became a Christian, but we'll we'll let it be as long as you promise not to tell anybody about Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Just you know, like I mean they're they're you know, their proper family and they don't want him shaken, you know, the system. And he's like, I, I can't. I have to I, I have to tell Buddhist oh, Jesus and they said, We never want to see you again. He became homeless the day that he got back. And so rejected by his family. But we know that he had a new family, and he started preaching in the slums of Calcutta and preaching the good news. And uh you know like he shared Jesus, and, you know, these people that were the lowest caste that had been told by their religion and their culture that they had no worth, that they had been really bad in a previous life, and that's why they're being punished in this life, and so, uh, like, he was preaching the good news to them, that they were God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, that they were saved by grace and grace alone, Okay? That's what he preached. He preached the good news to them. And 10,000, 10,000 churches, 10,000 churches in India were started through this man. 10,000 churches. There's a story of him going to one of the, like this village was known for just being um, a horrible village, okay, just uh, like, like drunkenness and debauchery and it was a horrible place. And he goes there, and he preaches, and they laugh at him, and they run him out of town, okay? So what does Bach do? He gives up and goes home. No, he doesn't give up and go home. What does he do? He goes outside the village, and he prays and fasts for two days, asking God what to do. God, what do you want me to do? God, what do you want me to do? And after two days, he hears, go back. And he goes back, and he preaches again. And a church is formed, and people respond, okay? So there, there's just this, uh, how does revival happen? Well, we have to be listening to God's voice so that we know what to do, and then we have to obey, right? Because sometimes we listen, we hear, but then we don't obey, right? You know, it's it's tough, it's tough. But God wants, his, he's he's prepared good works for us. The best life we can possibly live is obeying him and trusting him, okay? That's the best life, right? It's the best life. It will not be the easiest life, okay? Do you think Bach, you know, did not get hungry after three days or two days? You know, he didn't want to, you know, like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but it's the best life, okay? Uh, The the Hamilton, Ontario revival, I I really like this revival, because it's a little, it's a little smaller, okay? So, uh, and it shows about God using uh, unexpected circumstances. So there's this, there's there was a speaker. He had been working in Toronto. Uh, he had, you know, been, you know, he was a traveling preacher. On his way home with his wife, um, he stopped in Hamilton, Ontario, to visit friends, and somehow, like, his luggage got lost, okay? So his luggage got lost. So he ended up, you know, like, staying there, um, uh, you know, a couple more days, and, and one of the evenings, you know, he had dinner with a local pastor, and the pastor said, oh, before you leave, you know, you know, like, would you, would you lead a meeting, you know, at our church? And, you know, said, sure, so the next night, he led a meeting, and there were 65 people that showed up, and he challenged them to contend for revival, like, and by mean contend, like, to really pray fervently for revival. And to invite people to church with him, to, to invite people with church to church with, with them, okay? So they're praying, and then they're acting, okay? And then, so, the next, you know, week, it's that revival. And it wasn't even, like, that guy that spoke, you know? It's just, you know, it was the, but but 30 people of the 65 said, we're willing. We're going to contend for revival, and we're going to invite our friends, okay? So... Next, the next meeting was a you know the next meeting was on a Friday, and uh, twenty people get get or sorry twenty one people come to know Jesus. Okay, so they're like, wow, oh, that's great. You know, like on Sunday morning, twenty people you know respond to the good news. Okay, and this keeps on snowballing. They, they they you know like so that the the mayor of the town of Hamilton trusts in Jesus. Okay, and this was a this was a big deal. The newspaper started writing about like. These meetings and and how people were turning to Jesus and the the significance of that in their town of Hamilton, and you know uh, the, the 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 there was five hundred people that went to church before in this town of Hamilton in the in the you know it, this this broke out in the Methodist uh, kind of church because so that's all that they had there at the time. So uh, five hundred people were going to church. Okay, at the, after the revival it increased by a 1,000, okay? And so that's just significant, right? (sighs) Are you ready for me to challenge you? Say, Jesus, is my heart ready? Is my heart ready? Okay. Next slide. Who who are the Bach sings in your life? Who are the people in your life that you're loving. That, you know, like, you're going to invite them in. You're going to care for them. You're going to, you know, have dinner with them. Um, and God is going to use you to help them to know God's love. And they are going to go out and do incredible things. Okay? Who are the boxings in, in your life? I just want you, I'm just going to pause for just a moment and just see if God brings anybody to mind. And if you don't have anybody, that's okay. God can. You can have the spiritual eyes to look for that. I'm just going to pause for thirty seconds. Jesus, if there's somebody on our on, on our mind that you want to bring to my, my sisters and brothers' minds, so just pray you bring them to their mind. And the next. I invite you to, you know, write that down if God brought somebody to mind. And if he didn't, that's okay. He certainly can introduce you to people if you have spiritual eyes. Um, you know, praying for revival. There is not an age limit on this, okay? If you're not dead, God has good works for you to do, okay? So if you're not dead right now, God has good works for you, okay? If you're, if you you're, you're, okay, okay? No age limit, nor age requirement, okay? God hears your prayers, whether you're a two-year-old or a 102-year-old, okay? You can pray. God can use your prayers to influence the world. That's how he created it. He wants to be brought glory, and as we pray, that brings him glory, right? As we pray, and then we act on the, the nudges that he gives us, right? I I mean, I got a challenge, like, who is willing to contend to pray for revival for this congregation that God has placed you at? Who is willing to say, you know, like, I'm thankful for everything God has done, and I'm thankful for whatever God will do, and I'm going to ask regularly, consistently. In fact, I'm going to change the way that I spend some of my time to pray for revival. I'm not going to give up, okay? Okay. I didn't, I didn't share this, but in the Korean revival, the, uh, there had been a missionary that had set up prayer meetings. They had been praying for over four years for that revival to break out. In Wales, uh, there was a, a pastor that had been praying, God, would you raise up a, a, a labor worker to lead revival, okay? Um, and, and, and it took a while. It took a while uh, for those things to happen you know, there's uh, the passage about, you know, the, the persistent widow, and at the end of it, Jesus asks, you know, like, it took a long time. Will I find faith when I return? You have to persevere in prayer. I, I hope that if you start to really contend for revival that you would see it next week, but I can, I don't know. I don't know what God will do, but I do know that God has good works for you. Not that you would earn his love, but that He he wants to use you to influence eternity. Okay? Let me pray, Lord Jesus. Um, you there I think is He done? Not quite. But I'm still praying. Okay, like this is what I do: I preach, I pray, I preach, I pray. But I'm but I'm close. I'm like I'm like, like five minutes away. Okay, five minutes away. Okay, okay. So Jesus, would you help us? Would you help us? Like if there's some of us here that you really want to, like, tell us to raise our game in contending. For spiritual revival, things that we haven't seen yet, I just pray that you would, you would warm their heart. Pray that you would warm their heart. Pray that you would warm their heart, that they would be like, yes. In whatever they need to kind of like augment in their life so that they have more capacity to do that, Lord, would you bring that to their mind? If there's. <laughs> Uh, something that, that, that they need to let go of. They need to, yeah. If there's a TV show they need to let go of, there's some something that's distracting them from spending more intentional time with you. I just pray that you would bring that distraction to mind and say, and help them to know that you have better, better plans for them. Jesus, just wait on the Lord. Just ask, Lord. Lord, is there anything that you want me to know in this moment? And if the Lord was quickening your heart, and you're like, I, I do, I want, I want to commit to doing that. I'm not exactly sure what it looks like, but I wanna, I wanna up my prayer game. Not earning God's love, but pressing into the good works that God has for me. Since I'm not dead yet, um, I want you to stand. Just as that's that's an act of obedience, standing. And I'm gonna pray for you that. That standing is just saying like, "Lord, here I am. Dad, I just thank you that you see these people's hearts. You see their hearts. they want. They thank you that they know that they are loved by you and they don't have to earn your love. You just love them. I just pray that they would know that they are just so, so loved. And as they, as you fill them to overflowing with love, I just pray that they would know that you have good things for them as they press into praying for revival. And so I do just pray that you would that you Holy Spirit do the work you know, kind of helping each of them to know like what does that look like. I pray that, that you would help this community to know like what does that look like? What does that look like? And I ask, Holy Spirit come. For the sake of Jesus Christ. And as I pray that, like you know that the Holy Spirit dwells within you as soon as you believe. What I'm asking is for the Holy Spirit to overflow in you. To overflow in you. To Holy Spirit overflow for the sake of Jesus Christ. Help your sons and daughters to pray. Help them to partner with you. Just wait on the Lord for just a moment. Just receive from the Lord. I feel like he's, he's ministering to you. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble.
1: Jesus, Jesus, your name is light. The darkness denied.
4: Your name cannot be overcome. Jesus, I thank you that you have given us spiritual authority. Thank you. Help us to walk in that spiritual authority. Mm-hmm. 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 I feel like I'm supposed to make space. If if anyone else is sensing something that would be like a word of encouragement for the congregation, you can you can have a seat. Um, but if if God, you know, this is just a Brief word of encouragement, like you sense something in this moment.
5: Just um. <sighs> hmm. affirm what um, Matt's talking about um, with highlighting a couple of things that I'm aware of. As far as revival goes and around um, in the East Lansing area. So um, I I shared with you a few weeks ago the event that happened at Lansing Christian with high school students. Um, The goal of that event was to bring high school students together to pray for revival at their schools. Um, There's an event just like that last year at Okemos High School as well and we're currently working on putting together another one to take place at Eastern High School uh, in the spring. Um, So that's becoming a more regular thing, gathering these students from these high schools to pray for revival at their schools. And uh, um, Gavin was there, so if you wanna hear more about how cool that was, talk to him. Um, I'm also aware of a group of people who are doing the same thing at MSU um, through the House of Prayer in East Lansing. And last week, there was a group of maybe 100 or so um, people who gathered there. Um, oh, by the way, at the thing at Lansing Christian, there were like 10 kids who gave their life to Christ that night. Um, and uh, so about 100 or so students from uh, MSU, the goal there, again, gathering to pray and contend for revival at um, at MSU. Um also been a part of a lot of conversations from a lot of people um, about some big picture revival type things. Um, some of what Pastor Kevin shared um, maybe almost a year ago with, uh, if you remember, the, the large gathering in Florida um, it, at the stadium in Florida, um, which is coming from the uh, ministry and things that Lou Engle has been a part of. And uh, there's a prophecy that's been shared from Bob Jones and that Lou Engle has picked up on. So these are not just like small name people who, you know, these are like recognizable names, but a, a billion soul harvest that these guys are talking about, um, and it, starting in 2020, which is now. Um, and there's some prophecies that Mike Roeder's familiar with going back um, to the 70s in this area about... Uh, as goes Michigan, so goes the nation, as far as belief in Jesus. And so there are um, people from different kind of corners the, of the country who are talking about a giant revival starting in, in, in the States, and one of the ground zero locations being Michigan. Uh, for that taking place i've been hearing this in lots of different places and then i've been seeing it taking place on the ground like in some of these schools that i'm hanging out in Um, and matt is sharing about seeing this take place in some of the schools that he's hanging out in so at the very least church we got to (laughs) pray we got to pray this into reality because because a hundred years ago there was a big sweeping of revival fire across the country I think it's happening again, and and it's now we're a part of it. So,
0: Good. Good. All right, great. come on up, Linda. Sure.
4: I wanted to
2: encourage people to come to the. um prayer time before church because this is the second week in a row
4: that we have prayed into the word that was given to us before we heard it we've been praying into the,
2: the, the things that have been preached and the Holy Spirit is showing up at that time and um, we might have to get a bit bigger room but come on down
0: So let me piggyback on that, uh, because uh, we can pray individually, right? Each one of us can pray in our homes. Uh, We can have our own time with the Lord on a daily basis and pray for revival, just as we've been inspired to do this morning. Um, But there is something uniquely powerful about coming together to pray with others. And I just want to commend to you um, not only Sunday morning, uh, but some other opportunities Uh, There are a whole variety of opportunities you can choose from uh, based on whatever might work with your schedule. Uh, But let me give you a few examples, right? So Linda just mentioned we pray here at CCV every Sunday morning before our service from 9 until 9.50 or so. Uh, So for almost an hour. And if you have a heart uh, to pray with others and to pray for the spirit to move and power... Uh, to pray for revival and to just pray for God's blessing and anointing on our worship gatherings, on our ministry, and on this greater Lansing community. Sunday mornings is a great place to start. But there's some other ones in addition to that. um, Almost two years ago now, I came back from the One Thing conference in Kansas City, uh, Mike Bickle's um, House of Prayer event. And uh, I was challenged and and moved um, through that experience Uh, to set aside time on a daily basis to pray with others uh, for Greater Lansing. And so uh, there are a few of us that come together um, more on Wednesdays, praying specifically for East Lansing High School and the East Lansing community. Uh, But Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday uh, as well, um, we meet at the House of Prayer in East Lansing, which is on Grand River Avenue. And those meetings are open. Sometimes it's just two of us. Um, There's two of us that are committed to being there every day, but sometimes others pop in, and um, others are always welcome. Uh, So if you'd like to get up early and awaken the dawn with your prayers, um, we'll be at the House of Prayer Monday through Friday from 5.30 to 6.30 in the morning. Every day we're there. Um, Then there are other uh, special events. Um, Just this last weekend, actually... uh, Friday and yesterday. Some of you may be aware there was a a national event called Tent America, and there were people uh, in the state capitals of all 50 states uh, who set up tents on the lawn of the state capitol building to worship and pray for 50 hours continuously. 417 sites, so not just at the state capitals and other places as well. Um, and I share that with you. I mean, that event is done, but there'll be more like it. Special events that come up, opportunities for us to join with other believers and other churches to pray for what God is doing and to, uh, to commit ourselves to that work and, and join together and do it in unity. Um, so those are some examples of ways that we can walk this out. Here's, here's an image. As I was thinking and listening just a few moments ago at the end of Matt's uh, message, the image that, that I feel like the Lord uh, gave me in that moment uh, that I hope will speak to some of you is that we need to begin to think as if we are pregnant with revival. Now, you know, less than half of us have ever been pregnant before, right? Right? Um, but those who have, or those who love someone who has, um, know that it, it brings a whole shift in your thinking and in your actions because you're expecting new birth, you're expecting new life, you're expecting something that is to come, and uh, it's growing within you. What if we were to take that idea, that concept, and apply it spiritually? What And what if, what if we, as a church, we're literally pregnant with revival. How would that change the way that we think and act? How should it change the way that we think and act? How should it change the way that we pray? What else might we do differently to prepare for new life to come? Friends, I offer you that word because um, I, I believe that's the reality. That's what God's doing. He's preparing his church. And Matt's message this morning is very timely and consistent with with the heart of God, um, with where I believe the Holy Spirit is is taking us as a church. And uh, I want to encourage you to begin to think that way and pray that way. Amen? One more word? Yeah, Michelle, please. Yeah, sure. Another thing I just thought of is...
5: give. I've always been taught that when we give, we're sowing seed. We need to sow seed into you, into ministries like you, and I just feel like if I didn't say anything, I would lose an opportunity to bless you and your ministry, because we need to do that.
0: Good. Very good. We do support Matt. Um, but if uh, I know there are some in this church that support him individually as well, in addition to what we uh, have committed to as a church. And so if you're interested in more information about supporting his ministry, I'm sure he'd be happy to share that with you. And uh, there are others as well, um, regional and global missionaries that we support. Um, so, yeah, good word. Let's sow into uh, those people and those opportunities where we see God moving. Amen. Amen. Hey, let's stand. Uh, we want to close our time together and worship this morning. Um, as always, at the close of the service, we'll have an opportunity for prayer ministry. Uh, we do believe, right, in the power of prayer. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about it like this. And uh, if you have any particular um, need or challenge that you're facing, or maybe a person uh, in your life that you care about deeply is struggling somehow with a need or a challenge, um, we want to encourage you to come up. And share that with some folks on our prayer team, and be ready uh, to invite God uh, to meet you know, to meet you in that place of need, or to meet the person that's on your heart. Um, so we commit to, to prayer ministry every week at the at the close of our service, and I encourage you to come up if um, if there's anything particular on your heart this morning. All right, why don't we lift our voices and worship and just give thanks to God for His goodness? Um, by the way, I will mention too. Uh, in just a few moments after we dismiss, um, we have some cake and uh, refreshments available to celebrate our an- 18th anniversary. So, um, it, right, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And the Jewish people had a wonderful tradition of eating sweet things to remind them of God's goodness. So, um, I just encourage you to enjoy some cake this morning after the service and think about it in those terms. Amen? Let's worship. Oh, Lord for all that you've done in us all that you will do both in us and through us God as we devote ourselves to those good works that you've prepared in advance for each one of us to do We pray Lord that your spirit would 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 continue to fill us and empower us lead us guide us and God that you would use us in dynamic ways to touch and to change others' lives. We want to speak for you. We want to hear you speak first and respond in obedience to how you lead us. And then we want to speak for you more and more boldly under the unction of the Holy Spirit. God, give us stories to tell words of encouragement an eagerness a readiness to pray for people or to share about our own journey of faith thank you Lord for our time together in your presence this morning for how you're you're moving among us, stirring us up awakening our souls to what you're doing in the world calling us into partnership Thank you for Matt, Lord. We bless his ministry with InterVarsity. We we pray, Lord, for increased fruitfulness, increased anointing, more and more opportunity, Lord, to share this message, not just with um, staff members and InterVarsity chapters, but with churches, with anybody who will listen and respond. Jesus' name. All right. Well, hey, I want to bless you and send you off. But before I do, um, two specific words that we're going to pray into here this morning uh, are opportunities and needs. Um, One, uh, it's come to my attention that this is the last day that uh, Goodness and Henry's aunt, Hannah, is here with us. Um, She's been uh, visiting with them for about six months and is headed back to her home in Nigeria. And we want to pray for her and bless her as she heads back to her homeland. So I want to invite you to come and and goodness if you would maybe lead a little group that would pray uh, for your auntie. Uh, We're so thankful for your presence with us. Good to have you here with us over these last many months. Thank you so much. We want to bless you as you return home, okay? So if you have a heart to pray uh, with goodness for her aunt, um, Hannah, please come on up and and join them. Secondarily, um, as we were worshiping, Uh, Brad just shared a sense of leading uh, from the spirit that it would be good for us to pray specifically for people that have a heart um, for evangelism, either on high school campuses or college campuses. And I'll I'll broaden that out. I'll say even in general, but um, specifically high school or college campuses, if you're involved in that kind of ministry, you have a heart for that and you want to be empowered, um, in, in the spirit uh, to share more boldly and to see more fruit. Uh, your heart is for a particular uh, high school or college campus. Uh, we want to pray over you and just bless you uh, in that place of calling. Uh, kind of in keeping with what Matt's doing, what Zachary shared and what he's doing. Um, so Matt, if you could maybe help lead that and just uh, pray for whoever wants to come and receive. Um, this guy has an anointing for evangelism and um, I believe those things are shared through the laying out of hands and through united prayer and uh if you want a little bit more of what he's got um let me encourage you to come on up
4: and receive and it was so funny because the thing that i left out was praying for hearts for that i was just like oh you know we need to wrap it up i'll leave that out but then we just did it right now that's amazing god is good god is good thank you
0: for coming this morning So let me bless you, uh, and if you want to participate in prayer ministry, either giving or receiving, you can stay here in the worship center. Otherwise, obviously you're dismissed for refreshments uh, in the cafe and fellowship as well. Um, Now may the grace of God our Father, the love of God our Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you and go with you. Thank you, Lord, for your work in each one of our lives and for your work in this local church. Capital City Vineyard, in Jesus' name.